The Beacon. I'm your host, Dr. Kristen Kale from Navigate HCR. Connect with us on social media at NavigateHCR.com, which is LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as our handle on Twitter, which is at AskNavigateHCR.com. Today's topic is the 2019 Health Plan Compliance Deadlines. This is all about a way for you guys to understand the deadlines for this year for 2019. These are key 2019 compliance deadlines, as well as looking at all of the notices that your group health plan must provide on an annual basis. So let's jump into these dates. First one, January 31st, 2019. That is the date that you need to provide a W-2. This is where all of the information needs to go to employees about their pay. Second date, February 28, 2019. This is the deadline for our section 605.5 and 605.6 paper reporting. So this is the information that needs to go to the IRS in paper format on this date. March 1st, this is your Medicare Part B disclosure to CMS. Group health, health plans that provide Medicare drug coverage to individuals who are eligible for Medicare Part D as of an online disclosure form from CMS. This needs to go to all employees by March 1st. March 4th, 2019 is the deadline for Section 6055 and Section 6056 reporting electronically to the IRS. Just be aware, I always recommend that electronic reporting to the IRS because there's actually a record versus the paper format. April 1st or April Fool's Day as it is referred to. This is also the deadline for the IRS reporting. The March 4th deadline is those individual statements that have to go to the employees. And the April 1st deadline is the actual statements that need to go to the IRS. Those dates have moved this year for 2019. Be aware that we will never know the dates until about October or November of the year to know if we're going to follow the deadline dates or they're going to be pushed. This is the fourth year that those IRS reporting dates have been pushed. So to summarize the three deadlines for IRS reporting, February 28th for paper, March 4th to the employees, and April 1st to the IRS for electronics. July 31st, 2019, if you have a self-insured plan, this is when the PCORI fee is due. is due. This is for all plan years ending in 2018. And again, this is for any employers with a self-insured health plan. This is the IRS Form 720. This is what is due and the, and the fees are due as well as the form is due. July 31st. On 2019, if you have a calendar year plan, this is when your Form 5500 is due. This is only for the calendar year plan. For those of you who don't have a calendar year plan, there are deadlines that are two and a half months after the end of your calendar year plan. So just be aware that this is just for calendar year plans. This is also for employers with ERISA group health plan coverage that do not qualify for the small plan exemption. 
September 30th, this is our MLR, MLR rebates, our medical loss ratio rebates. This is the information that is provided by the plan sponsor or the insurance company to make sure you understand all of that MLR. Employers that receive the rebate have a legal option on what to do with that MLR. September 30th, also for calendar year plans, is when the summary annual report is due. That's our SAR report. This is for group health plans that are also subject to the Form 5500 and have not filed the extension for the 5500. The summary annual report is a SAR, which is provided within nine months of the close of the plan year. October 14th, this is when Medicare Part D notices are due. This is for individuals that are eligible for Medicare Part D, and this is when they're due to employees. October 15th, again for calendar year plans only, is the Form 5500, the extended deadline. This is again for those employers that have ERISA coverage, group health coverage that do not qualify for that small plan exemption and have timely requested an extension to file that deadline. December 15th, also for calendar year plans, is when the summary annual report extension deadline is due. Now let's talk about annual notices. This is one of my favorite topics that we always talk about, and that is the communications that go to employees on an annual basis. I'm gonna rattle some of these off, but again, you can stop and hit record or you can play back so you understand what these notices are. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to us and ask. Summary of benefits of coverage, or what we like to call our SBC. This is a template that is provided to you usually by your insurance company. And this is anywhere from an eight to 14 page template. The template could change year after year. So just be aware that you want to make sure you've got the refresh template every year, and this is something that you need to give to your employees. The Women's Health and Cancer Rights Act, WHCRA notice. This is also an annual notice that can be provided at any time during the year. What I like to see this notice usually given is during open enrollment can also go with your summary plan document. Just be aware that the language comes from the Department of Labor. The Children's Health Insurance Program Notice, CHIP. This is group health plans that cover residents in a certain state that provide subsidy under Medicare plan or under CHIP for children. Also a DOL model language, and it's an annual report also that needs to go to employees. Summary plan document, SBD, not to be confused with SBC, which is what I said a little bit earlier. This is for any group health plans that are subject to ERISA, and this is for any new health plan participants within 90 days of when their plan coverage begins. Be aware that an SBD is something that has language in it that tells the employees how the plan is regulated, administered, who the carrier is, and this is something that I find that most people don't have updated. Let's talk a little bit now about HIPAA. The HIPAA Privacy Notice is really for our self-funded group health plans. 
So for those of you who have any self-funded, there is a model language notice, and this notice comes from the Department of Health and Human Services. This is, again, for, for self-funded plans. It's about maintaining the own privacy on that. And again, the privacy notice is during certain time of the year that are new enrollees at the time of enrollment, as well as once a year. And as I also hear, is every three years to redistribute that privacy notice also. The HIPAA special enrollment notice is for all group health plans, regardless if you're self-insured or fully insured. And that is at or prior to the time of enrollment. This notice, again, is also from the Department of Health and Human Services. The wellness notice under HIPAA is for any group health plans with contingency wellness programs. So this informs the employees that there's an alternative way to qualify for that program's rewards. Sample language for this is also under the Department of Labor. And finally, a wellness notice under the Americans with Disability Act, ADA. Also, this comes from the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, or known as EEOC, and there is a sample notice on their website there about wellness programs. And this tells your employee and explains to the employee how the information is used in a wellness program. Let's talk about SMMs, that's Summary Material Modification Notice. This is for any group health plans that are subject to ERISA. This sort of goes hand in hand with your SBD. This basically communicates to employees if there is any material change to that SBD. COBRA general notices, this looks at all the COBRA information. So this is for federal COBRA. The Department of Labor has a general notice that can be used. So we see that that one's used pretty frequently. And this is for all employees that have COBRA rights. And this needs to be within 90 days after the health plan coverage begins. Grandfather plan notice. This is for any plans that are grandfathered under the Affordable Care Act. The Department of Labor has this model notice. And notice of patient protection, which is our last annual notice. This is for non-grandfathered group health plans that require a designation of a primary care physician. So mainly in the HMO environment or in a POS environment or where the insurance company has come back and said you have to have a primary care physician. The Department of Labor has a model language notice that is used for this. Well, those are all of our annual notices for 2019. So to summarize what we talked about, we talked about the key 2019 compliance deadlines, the group health plan notices that employers must provide annually, that all the responsibility is on the employer to do this, plan year definition, so just be aware that if you're determining your plan year, that is your calendar or policy or fiscal year of which your record of your plans are kept really when you started your plans. Many of you out there have a calendar year plan that goes from January 1st to December 31st. However, you could have a plan that runs anytime during a calendar basis or a 12-month basis. And then finally, all those 2019 dates. We're very excited to give you this compliance over overview here at Navigate HCR, and we'd love to hear from you and get some feedback.
Again, our social media is navigatehcr.com, and you can reach out to us and send us an email at careteam at navigatehcr.com. Thank you so much for listening to The Beacon. This is Dr. Kristen Kale.